0: Welcome back to Dungeons & Designers, Campaign 2, Episode 001. We've done done all our character creation. We did our session zero. We're going to introduce the world now and start start living in it. Uh, Before we do that, I just want to thank everyone for the support over the last few weeks as we've been releasing uh, weekly episodes. Um, We are up to, I believe, five patrons now, which is... Huge helps. Uh, The newest one asked not to be shouted out, so we're not going to do that and embarrass them, I guess.
1: Thank you. Thank you.
0: Yeah, you know who you are. Um,
1: New friend.
0: And then uh, on today's episode, Dan couldn't join us, so it's just going to be Courtney, Zach, and I, and then Dan will come back in next week. So let's just just get into it, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Today, D some D. it was D some
2: D. <laughs> don't, don't laugh at that.
0: <laughs> All right. Uh, today, we're starting our episode on the fourth ring, the largest ring on the station. This ring was created to host the lower class as they escaped from Toral. So, um, what you see in this ring are kind of old steel metal structures packed with people. Um, the streets are shoulder to shoulder. These people have nowhere else to really go. They, Everyone has different levels they have access to. The fourth ring has probably the fewest levels they have the access to. And as as our camera pans down the street, we go into a room that's uh, dark because it's probably four or five in the morning. And uh, an alarm is going off. and And you can tell that this alarm has been snoozed. Because the creature that's beginning to wake up is is clearly late for work. Zach, do you want to introduce your character?
2: Uh sure. Um, I'm going to be playing this session as Wick, a kinku. Um, she is four foot eleven, 112 pounds, 21 years old. Uh, kinku are a crow, raven like species where the aracocra are beautiful eagles and falcons the kinku are just all black covered Uh, she's covered in thick black color feathers each with a purple iridescent sheen along the edge all the way to her elbows and knees that then transition to scaly forearms and legs respectively Uh, she is currently sleeping in and will generally wear an olive green jumpsuit that she's got bunched up and pushed up to her uh, elbows and knees. Uh, it's covered in cargo pockets. It's got buttons on the side instead of zippers with some nice sky blue accents on the shoulders and knees. Uh, and well, we'll see where she gets to work. There's some buttons on the back of her neck where she can attach a hood if she needs to. And she rolls over and hits the alarm clock and is the first thing you hear is just kind of this electric whirring noise as she kind of groans to herself and starts to push her way out of bed. Um, she doesn't well, we'll see how she talks in a minute.
0: A <laughs> um, have you put any thought into like what your small like apartment building looks like, or are there any things in there that you would own?
2: Uh, it's there's a in the corner above her bed, there's just a rope going across with a few other variations of the exact same jumpsuit that are either (laughs) clean or dirty. It's just in variation of being washed or not. Um, There's a small bag next to the door. And other than that, there's just a small bathroom water closet, Mm -hmm. a hot plate on a counter with two or three, and a small mini fridge near the door. And I,
0: I think what you're describing would be the majority of homes down here. Very much like the bare minimum um in addition to all that this ring is uh many degrees colder than the rest because like to, to save energy this giant ring has always been kept at just warm enough like mid to high 40s just warm enough to keep everyone okay but the cheapest and most energy efficient so as you get up like you can even see like little bits of your breath sometimes
2: yeah, and she's just gonna kinda of stir out of bed, um, adjust some more buttons on her jumpsuit, and again just grumbling, and as she does, instead of any actual noises, just just robotic mumblings and mm-hmm. kind of like uh not too dissimilar from like an internet jump starting in the nineties or something, just kind of a machine starting up, grab some quick breakfast from the mini fridge, some quinoa. Uh, (laughs) yeah vegetables and uh she doesn't wear shoes or anything so she grabs a quick ball and just heads out the door
0: cool and as as you exit um you because you live here would already know this but for everyone else um as you look left and right you can see the floor curving up so instead of seeing a horizon line, you, you're living on the, the backside of a giant cylinder that's constantly in rotation, creating this fake gravity. Um, there are There's a main road in front of your apartment, and that's where everybody is just packed full of people walking. Above you, you can see these hanging displays, digital displays with uh, Deckham Broadstone, like video recordings of him, and he's the governor of this ring. And you can, he, it says, um, like repetitive messages to keep people online. like look for the ore in the stone and be careful not to trash the steel with the slag. And, uh, Broadstone is a family who's always run the fourth ring. And, uh, there are hardy dwarf who are given the fourth ring to keep kind of like the scoundrels in line and keep this like low income ring in place. So, uh. Wick knows that she would need to get to the elevator to access the sixth floor for work.
2: I'm yeah, assuming. she's going to pull her hood up as mm-hmm. a protection against the cold and anybody else who may be around up to no good. The fourth ring, especially where she's at, can be kind of rough. Mm-hmm. There's some gang activity, a lot of gang activity. So she tries to keep to herself and kind of low-key. So maybe not quite back alleys, but staying close to him if she needs to. Yeah. heading towards the elevators
0: yeah and as you're making your way um there is only one elevator access for this giant ring so it could take you you know minutes to get to at least and and as you as you're traveling through and you're kind of pushing through the crowds you see um a giant hobgoblin just whip a bottle at one of the big displays of uh decrum broadstone And immediately after the bottle crashes on the display, it doesn't do any damage, but you hear um, behind you, someone yell, don't move. And as they do that, you, you see a a dwarf in full white armor um, wearing a very traditionally inspired helmet with hammers on either side, push you and run towards the hobgoblin. Immediately the hobgoblin is surrounded by four of these dwarves. And you know that they're part of the security force called the hammers. And, um, they're part of a gang called uh, Gang of Morden, but which is technically illegal on the station, but because of Decker and Broadstone and the political movements there, this gang is what enforces order within the fourth ring. Um, so you see them say don't move and then you watch one dwarf pull from his like back satchel um, a small hammer and just maul the hobgoblin in the face and the hobgoblin drops. Now there's quite an audience around watching this, and as the, that, got, that dwarf goes for another hit, a smaller female dwarf runs up, stops him, and starts healing. And she's also wearing all white with like gold accents and a hammer um, embroidered onto her shirt, and she, she like wards off the dwarf and starts healing him, saying things like, he won't be able to throw a bottle anymore, there's no need for this. Do you want to keep moving to the elevator?
2: Yeah. She kind of looks at it, shakes her head and takes interest in the female dwarf. Just kind of, yeah. don't see them out a lot.
0: No, but something you do know is that the, this gang uh, of Morden is split up into what they call the hammers who are these, these big beefy dwarfs that wear heavy armor and always carry either uh, a pistol or some sort of weapon with this little hammer that they use as almost like a disrespect. There's a second group called the the Sun Lenore, and that's these, they're not all female, right? They're male, female, but they're um, non-violent sections of this because Moradin is such a law-focused god. Um, This is kind of like the balance of uh, the order where you have both the fist and the heart, and both of them will keep this in order and keep everyone theoretically alive and balanced, so as you start making your way to the elevator, you can see already, because it's uh, the morning commute, there's a line forming towards the elevator.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: What the elevator looks like on all, all, all platforms, all rings, it's a giant cylinder that has a um, ring of capsules all along it. So there might be 12 all around this this big pipe. And this pipe goes straight up through the ceiling of your ring to a middle shaft that connects all of them. And it's very much like those vacuum tube. Um, we used to have them at banks. I don't know where else you would see them anymore. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
2: uh,
0: but like once you get in, it shoots you up into the main shaft and then sends you to the other level and then brings you back down into another ring. So as you wait your turn, everything's fairly normal. Um, it's the same crowd. Like no one stands out. Everyone's definitely your same income type level. Like no one's, their clothes, they could be clean, could be dirty. Um, And as you get your turn to the elevator, you you step in, you slip your feet into these two little loops and you are shot up. And as you exit the ceiling of your ring, gravity begins to um, disappear because you are no longer on the outside radius of this rotation. And as you're brought into the main shaft, your feet being slipped in are the only thing holding you in, um, one little thing I forgot to mention was when you got into your elevator, uh, where the buttons are to tell you like, like, which ring do you want to go to your ID automatically pops up on screen. And out of all 12 buttons, um, one, two, three, four, and six are the only ones you have access to Mm
2: -hmm.
0: because the way this works is everyone has access to the rings below them and six everyone on the ship has access to 6 so as um, you as you get to 6 the door I opens i'll
2: say when she's in the elevator and it hits that low gravity spot yeah her mood shifts and her eyes close and she kind of puts her arms out a little bit and just pretends she's flying and just takes that in
0: right cuz i don't know if we benched her or not uh different from the air kokra is that uh Kenku can't fly they don't have wings
2: right yeah
0: so yeah, you're you're weightless, you're making your way up past 5 into the 6th ring. Your capsule rotates and kind of comes right back down into a the 6th ring, which is much smaller than the 4th, mm-hmm. but still one of the larger rings on the station. As it's
2: mostly for shopping and restaurants and yeah, stuff so like that. the
0: 6th ring is called the terminal. Any visitor lives or um yeah lives there's hotels there's apartments but yeah so the terminal has all the visitors and all the shops and the majority of the restaurants for the station because that's where all the commerce comes in and out of um where the fourth ring was very utilitarian and kind of cold the sixth ring is the opposite uh as the door opens in front of you you see a large band of uh of foliage with the center of this ring being garden. Uh, Maybe 30 to 50 feet in front of you, there's a giant gold statue to Lathandar, who the station is named after, one of the gods of Toril. Um, The ceiling, instead of being the ceiling of fourth floor, I don't know if I mentioned, is only around 30 feet tall, and all the buildings go straight to the ceiling. The ceiling here is like 60 feet tall with most of the buildings only reaching the fourth or fifth floors. So all the buildings around here have little roofs and it feels much more open. There's a warmth, there's the foliage in the ceiling. There are occasionally giant panels of glass. So if you look up, you can see out to other stars and the most prominent thing you see is Toral, the planet year we are all orbiting and it's just um, ashes and fire. So you can see kind of just like this red Crusty, um, destroyed planet that you guys are just kind of spinning around. Um, I guess it's a good time. Let me bring up the map, and we can kind of.
2: It's the map. It's the map. It's the map. It's the map. Okay, and then it's the map. Okay, so it worked. (laughs) Yeah,
0: you are at you are at D, which is the elevator ring that we were talking about. As you see like this thin green patch that kind of goes past through the elevator, uh, C on the map is where Lethander statue is. You know, if we're looking at this, you need to go west quite a bit um, because if I bring it up, I believe what is on our map is seven is the restaurant you work at, the Capri C Bar.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So what would you like to do? Is there anything that you want to do other than just start hustling over?
2: No, I'm already running late. So I'm just gonna. You are already running, but yeah, cool. I'm hoof it. So if Our I go, can... claw it, I guess, since she has claws and not hooves.
0: Okay, so you're gonna start. Your goal is to kind of get here. Yeah. So we're gonna we're gonna cut away from you. You've gotten to your your job. Uh, did you want to say what you do
2: at this job? Oh, um, sure. She just runs in. I go in the back of the restaurant through the back door. Um, there's a series of hooks on the back door or next to it. She just grabs her apron. It's a navy blue apron says wick and white just embroidered in there and she just runs and jumps right on the line just looking right at uh, the other folks who kind of give her a dirty look.
0: Yeah, and the Capri Sea Bar is, uh, is a out of all the restaurants on the Six Ring, it's one of the higher middle class restaurants. Um, Capri being one of the planets that is in this kind of galaxy. Um, it's a, one of the, it's a world of water. So Capri C bar makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, and the reason it, it's a little bit more higher end, a little bit more expensive is because getting real food on the station is hard. A lot of people are eating manufactured, more, uh, engineered food and Capri C bar is known for being able to bring in fish from the planet, which she makes puts it on her, a little pricier.
2: Puts on her little uh, chef hat. Not the big chef hats. One of those little round ones from like Ratatouille. One of those. (laughs) Yeah. And just grabs a ticket that's in front of her and just starts putting it together. And then I guess we fade out too.
0: Yeah. And so hours later, we hear another buzzing. And this one is coming from the sixth ring that we're already on. Um, But this buzzing, instead of being an alarm, is a phone. And uh, Courtney, do you want to introduce your character as you begin to wake up? and reach for your phone?
1: I'm getting a wake up call. hmm. Um, I'm all sprawled out on the bed, like a tornado. <laughs> and you, uh, I guess if I describe what I look like first, my mouth is all open with like some drool hanging out. Um, and then I reach for the phone and pick it up.
0: And just in case people didn't listen to your, oops, in case people didn't listen to your character episode, you're a tabaxi, right?
1: Mm-hmm. I'm a kitty cat.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: so I yeah. haven't listened to it. No. Okay. <laughs> Good. <laughs> <laughs> so what I look like is um, I have really short hair and I look kind of like a leopard, but the house cat version. So I have really short hair and kind of yellowish fur that's all ripply. Um, and then I have these red rosettes all over my body um in really big eyes and i suppose right now i'm wearing pajamas but my day clothes are a little cape kind of thing with a sweetheart top and high-waisted pants but my room is kind of dark right now and i have a little plant in the corner with like a little grow light over it but otherwise i'm not i haven't been here for very long
0: no and the building you live in is one of the apartments i briefly mentioned where visitors who are gonna stay on the station for longer than a couple of days often get an apartment on this outer ring. So along the edges of the sixth ring, there's just apartment buildings. So diplomats, visitors, travelers, traders, um, anyone who wouldn't live on one of the more uh, permanent rings would live in these little apartment buildings and that's where you're gonna be. So we're gonna just turn on your light. Boop. So you're um, on the third floor of a fourth floor building. Your wind your windows are covered by curtains that are blocking out all light. Um, but as you reach for your phone, you realize it's already one o'clock. So you're you far slept over your sprawl tornado body, <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. and it's just ringing. And you see that it's the Capri C Bar calling.
1: Okay, is there a person on the other end? Hello. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, and as you pick up the phone you hear um, a slightly echoed voice and it's the owner of the Caprice C Bar Gasco who you're familiar enough with. And he was just like, Peg, are you coming in for your reservation today? It was at one o'clock and you're not here.
1: Oh. Um, coming. <laughs> <laughs> Hold my reservation.
0: All right, all right. You just need to hurry and he just yeah, hangs up.
1: I'm, I'm going to run because I like to run.
0: Yeah, so you're going to you get out of your pajamas?
1: Yeah, but only just. I'll leave my pajama pants on um, and then head out towards the middle ring through the gardens.
0: Cool. So as you're kind of making your way through, um, you pass a lot of other stores, including eight, which I believe, let me check my notes, is, yeah, Old Toril. So another restaurant that's fairly high-end is this uh, restaurant called Otoril, which which claims to sell authentic food from the blood war. So 800, 900 years ago, they're, they're saying like, this is the food you would have eaten all the way back then on Toril, um, though much of it is that engineered food we were talking about. So it's kind of hokey. You can see like, the floor has like this dirt and there's like bits of hay to like, try to make it feel like an old tavern. But um, everything else is, is very modern. There's a robot server and it's just, it's weird. There's like a robot in the back playing a little mandolin. But what, what you do when you pass it behind, you see uh, a little crowd formed around this boy. And as you peer over you see as he's doing uh, magic card tricks and producing little bits of flame in his hands and you see him just like performing and people are giving him money um and as someone throws in a dollar or um like a digital currency Mm -hmm. to his like little bank um she turns around and like raises her hand to her face and then just walks off instantly you see um two soldiers coming down with like jet boots and they land around and grab the child they're kind of similar to the dwarves that you saw in the fourth ring but instead of wearing white they wear this dark gray and instead of wearing traditional helmets they wear complete face coverings with a tinted out face shield and both of them are armed with rifles and they grab One of them grabs it, the other one has a rifle, and you hear him ra- uh, yell out, raise your hands, you're being detained by the law for breaking section 001 of the Covenant. Magic use is a crime punishable by death in the courts. And as they grab the kid and raise his hand, his sleeve slipped down, and you see little devices on both arms. And they quickly realize this wasn't magic at all, but uh, a performance. But because they are here, they're going to take him away anyway. Like, you don't pretend like you did magic on the sixth ring with any ring at all because it is completely forbid. Um, Wick would know this for sure. Um, Courtney, why don't you give us a uh, a history check, maybe, or a straight wisdom roll.
1: Okay. Let's do that.
0: Um, to see if you know who these guys are. Because you're, you're not really from here.
1: Okay, I got a 10.
0: Cool. 10's plenty. Um, what you know, and I, Wick would know, but from years ago, is that when you come onto the station, you, you sign a covenant, which is the bylaws of the station. And what it says is that you agree to follow all the rules. The first being no magic use. Okay. The soldiers that appeared are called the Covenant because they withhold the covenant. You are making a a pact with them. If you break it, they uh, will arrest you and bring you to the courts that will deal with you quickly. Um, So these are just covenant soldiers. You don't know much about them, um, but yeah. I think think that's everything. Is there anything you want to do? Do you want to keep running to your Capri C bar?
1: Yeah, I um, I th- I would think that I have a little spot in the garden on the way that I like to grab a flower or like some grass on to chew. So I'm gonna do that. Although I, this is, I would say this is an abnormal morning that I'm a little bit stressed about what just happened because I haven't necessarily seen um, like law enforcement swarm like that before no
0: you'll see them around for sure um and there's definitely a show of force one big difference was on the fourth ring when the hammers came and took this hobgoblin it was like a show like people circled and it was like a normal thing they knew what was going to happen here when this happened the crowd that was there just dispersed and as you keep walking everyone else is just acting like nothing's happening
1: that would freak me out a little bit um so I might pick up my pace a little, but kind of know what's happening. And I'm on my way to the sea bar.
0: Yeah, so you kind of cut down to the, the garden paths and run along that towards the the sea bar. Yeah. Um, and yeah, you can still see plenty of Conventors walking around peacefully in their black uniform, their black armor. Um, and other than that, you can see creatures of every race. Um, this sixth ring is really a melting pot of cultures from all the different planets, other stations, um, travelers, people just interested in what Toral is doing and maybe what happened to Toral, Others here just before they go to other planets like Anadia. So everywhere. And everyone seems like they don't have a care in the world. Like the sixth ring really is built just to be a relaxing break from the coldness of space. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, as you you make your way to Car Carpre- C- Carpre- C- Bar, nothing else really uh, happens unless you want to do something.
1: Um, I feel like I'm pretty late, so all of the variety of what's happening gets me really excited. But I'm gonna keep running yeah. because I want food.
0: <laughs> yeah, it makes sense. So as you run up. Uh, uh, different than how um zach or wick got there he went through the back you're gonna go through the front Mm -hmm. and the front of the C bar is um let me just move your character real quick the front of the C bar is just a giant glass face and within the glass face you see just a giant aquarium that wraps around the restaurant and in and creating different rooms in the restaurant filled with fish so it's very similar to like eating in an aquarium.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, the one thing that stands out in this aquarium is Gasca, a sea elf who requires water to live, who is in the tank. And as you, as you walk up to the restaurant, he comes up to the glass wearing his helmet that has like the mic. And he was like, you really, you really need to stop showing up so late to your reservations. I know okay. we, you are a, you are a wanted guest. Having people from Carpri. Is a huge blessing to us. We know that you fully appreciate the food we have here. But it's and time I to kind
1: it. of signal to him like, oh my god, it won't happen again.
0: Yeah, and <laughs> you see him. Table. You see him working on like a little tablet device and um, a table in the back corner kind of lights up, and you know that okay. that's your table. He can't bring you because he's in um, the tank, so he's got things set up to kind of handle all the work in the restaurant.
1: Okay, I just kind of wave at him and walk away. And because I feel really, whatever he tells me to do, I'm going to do it because I feel grateful to him. Sure. Because he's from my home planet. Um, and walk over to the table.
0: Cool. And As you uh, walk over the table, it's just in between two tanks. Um, and uh, on the table itself, there's just a little tablet where you can do your ordering.
1: Okay. Um, I'm going to put in my usual uh which it's funny that there's so much synthetic food here but i kind of okay so my first order is going to be a little bit of uh seaweed salad um which is kind of ironic because that's what the ground was made of that we lived on (laughs) on carberry um but uh and then a little bit of like a little rice patties Mm -hmm. on the side
0: yeah things that would require um both a lot of water to to grow yeah. but like it being your the ground that so for those who don't know uh which there's a there's a good reason that none of our listeners should know um carpri is a, a water world that across the equator there's a belt of kelp and there are very few um, settlements but the settlements on carpri have built their structures on these kind of Weird, semi-liquidy, floaty, buoyanty kelp beds. Mm -hmm. And then beneath the surface, there are huge communities of sea elves and other creatures that live in the water. Mm -hmm. So your group, your clan, your family just lived on one of these structures that was kind of floating on the kelp bed.
1: Yeah, and I kind of feel beholden to the sea life underneath because we are kind of imposing on their... uh, see kelp. Sure. Yeah. That's fair. Um, um so that's what I'm going to do. Put in my little order that doesn't really contain fish. Um, cause we don't really eat fish.
0: Cool. So as you do that, the order comes back and eventually gets to wick who's in the back there cooking.
2: Yeah. It's been a hard day. On the back, so she's just getting more and more irritated. And then this <laughs> order pops up of the seafood salad or the seaweed salad, which is uh probably something people don't order a lot living on the ring. Maybe some people come on and want to try something new or fancy or they already know what it is. But yeah. people on the island are like grass. That's so that's not...
0: <laughs> so I believe it's the fifth ring I could double check. Uh, but there's a ring that does all agricultural and farming and it's it's kind of like arrow farming, right? So it's just hanging plants. So plants on this planet other than this kind of synthetic food, plants are fairly common. So people who come to Carpris Sea Bar don't come for more plants, <laughs> right? They're coming for fish. But because seaweed and this kind of kelp salad would have a special attraction to peg, it makes total sense. Just other people, and you would be like, this is the cheapest thing on the menu. <laughs>
2: yeah. Just grumbles, grab some sesame seeds, throw them in there, some uh, rice vinegar, put it in there, just mix it up. Yeah. Just throw it under the warming light, and then and, just move to the next ticket.
0: And this being like the lunch period, um, there are people, like all the tables are filled. That's why he called you, right? He was like, gonna give your table away. And the couple of waiters that are kind of working in there have their hands full and they're running around. And the head chef goes, Wick, can you just bring that out?
2: She looks at him. uh Yeah. She looks at him and just kind of like, Arr. when she talks, she opens her mouth. What you would expect a four foot 11 crow to sound like is not what comes out. <laughs> Instead, it begins with a series of small beeps, like, a uh, tape recorder initiating almost and then this voice that just sounds deep and out of place and kind of ripples a little bit like it might be distorted or out of place like it was captured somewhere else and some AI is putting it together really quickly just says you know I can't go yeah. out there
0: and he just gives you a look like uh, just do what I said and goes back to cooking because he's like moving faster than anybody
2: and she just sighs again and it just, just, uh, it just walks around, takes the hat off and just sets it down and kind of pulls the hood up, grabs the bowl of the seaweed salad, pushes the door open, it says left, and starts walking to her table to deliver it to her.
0: Yeah. And Peg is here enough that you kind of are familiar. Um, So you bring the, the plate over.
2: Yeah. Just set it in front of her and says uh, anything else I can. Get for you.
1: No, this is amazing. Um,
2: (laughs) (laughs) And she just looks around it like amazing. I mean, you don't have to be rude. I can get you something else.
1: I'm trying to look inside the hood to see your eyes. And like, oh, well, I suppose a water. um, But no, thank you. I know you're really busy here right now. So don't mind me at all.
2: Would you like some cucumber or lemon in it too? And She just kind of mumbles and walks away to grab a glass of water.
1: I just make a face. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Get the water and come back and I just pull the hood down and just look at you. And just, sorry, it's been a rough day. It's been a rush. And just point back at the crowd, you know, like, thanks for coming in. This was the easiest order I've had to do today. I appreciate
1: it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> this is me laughing not pig um yeah go do what you need to do i'm gonna sit here and i'll i'll be really quick
2: okay if you need anything else just um push the button <laughs> and walk <laughs> into the kitchen All right. I'm Gonna go back to work
0: cool and as you eat your meal it's everything you would want it to be um it definitely is Indeed. reminiscent Def- mm-hmm. <laughs> definitely reminiscent <laughs> So uh, meta Lime. game breaking. Have you guys ever had seaweed?
2: Yes, I love seaweed salad. Yeah.
0: I've never had it, uh, but I had okay. a friend at school who ate it all the time. So when you're like yeah. seaweed, I was like it's very normal.
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah. Zach and um, Beth have like, these like yeah, those little chips, and they have some mm-hmm. salt on them, and they're so addicting. Yeah, I love seaweed.
0: I'm gonna have to try it. <laughs> all right, <laughs> back to game. <laughs> yep. So as you you eat your meal, gasket comes over.
2: Wait, hold on, pause the game real quick. Again, yeah, that wasn't a bullshit recipe. That's the like. The beginning of the recipe for seaweed salad that I was talking about earlier. Yeah. With the sesame salad in the right. Anyway, okay, back to the.
1: You know your shit.
0: <laughs> so, yeah, as you're eating, Gasker comes over, but he's still in this aquarium, right? So he's just up against the glass. And he's just like, how is it?
1: Oh, phenomenal. Is there anything that you need from me?
0: Nope. And uh, he just points down. And as you look down, you're, you have an ID for the station as well. Um, mm-hmm. it's just like a temporary visitor ID but on it has your credits and you see like the numbers start going down for you paying and it's it's getting low right oh, like man. this this 20 credit meal is bringing it down to like fairly low like you Look had this what was that
1: for seaweed yes
0: oh yeah I mean this is the future inflation and is that real
2: was the, that was one of the <laughs> cheapest things on the menu too oh yeah
0: for sure. And uh, Gaskin's just like, do you need work? Yeah. Yeah.
1: It looks like it, huh? <laughs> I have, like, negative $10 now. I actually owe you.
0: <laughs> and, yeah, he's like, we won't worry about that. But, like, you're going to have to pay rent. You need to do other things at a station. Like, eating isn't the only expense here. <laughs>
1: um, what can I do?
0: And He's like, well, what? what can you do?
1: right um i like to chop i know how to make this seaweed salad stuff because i made it for myself at home so i could do that i can wash things i'm pretty good at cleaning windows i don't know what kind of work do you need me to do i can pose for pictures (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah and as you're talking he like brings up his phone and starts like scrolling through it just looking for things that notes like him being the the owner of this establishment he hears a lot and um, he goes through and he's like all right let me just rattle off some things that i've heard over the past couple weeks so the first one he gets to uh on the third ring uh no the, the fourth ring Nope, wait, nope, the third ring. Uh, There's been murders that they can't figure out. There's a reward to figure out who's doing that down there. And he uh, scrolls past further, and he's like, the bionic artifice, the shop there that sells uh, secondhand bionic parts, human parts, like arms, legs, eyes, uh, they have a job to repossess uh, body parts that haven't been paid for. And then he starts scrolling over... And he's like, there's always off-station jobs in the second ring. And the second ring is, like, this really weird, sketchy uh, – it used to be the prison, I believe, and is now – let me just double-check to make sure I'm not lying to you. Because I've had – yeah. Second floor it used to be a prison, but it was a temporary structure because they knew they were going to build a prison off-station. So this giant – or the small ring full of cells is now, like, this weird – flea market and it's not like it is it stores not on the sixth ring are never like above board like if you're going to have a store that is completely illegal you're going to have it on the sixth ring where the most people come mm-hmm. so you know like the second floor is a little sketch but uh there's always off off station work there um and then the last thing is that he's looking for a new connection to Carpri to help his fish shipments.
1: Okay. Um, Two of those sounded pretty dangerous. Uh,
0: I mean, money doesn't come easy on the station.
1: Okay. I was not aware of that because I'm living off of what I had left. First job on the station. Okay. Okay um so i thought i was gonna be just helping you make fish stuff um
0: i oh, no, we are our kitchen is full and our staff um, is is full
1: i see okay so more my my speed then because i want to learn i want to talk to other people the murdery stuff sounded kind of creepy i suppose the flea market thing uh, even though I don't really want to sell fish, that seems like the most above board. Let's go with that. The second floor. <laughs> sure.
0: Cool. Uh, that's great. I can give you a contact there, but you need to get an uh, a fake ID because you don't have access to the second ring.
1: Okay, a fake ID.
0: Yeah. Wait. So your your current ID only allows you access to the sixth ring because you're not a you're not a a citizen of the station. And then he points to the kitchen, like Wick over there. They literally live on the fourth ring, so they have access to multiple rings. You, not being a citizen, you only have access to the ring you're on. Mm-hmm.
1: I so gotta this, say, this is not what I imagined this would be. Oh I'm no! Moving all the way over from Carpri Okay.
0: No, this is this is not a a planet, and this is not. And you it's see him like spinning. shaking. His, yeah, he's like <laughs> yeah. he's like shaking his head, and he's just like. All right, all right, all right. So what I can help you with is um, the bionic artifice, the one that does like the body parts. I know he sells fake IDs. Okay. There's also um, a station on the sixth ring, uh, the planetary identification office, and you could become a citizen. But becoming a citizen requires that you get uh, a place. So you'll need need to buy or rent an apartment on one of the other rings, and then get your ID.
1: Which would take time and a lot more money to make the money to buy the place. It does it takes money to make so, money? Yeah, I think even though I'm not a super fan, I might have to start with the fake to to begin with. Okay. Yeah. Because I'm gonna run out of rent for my temporary housing.
0: Yeah, you All probably right. have you probably have some weeks left, but yeah, it's getting a little bit closer. And that you know, like, this is the last month you have money for.
1: So, what's like a mid level paying job out of these three?
0: The mid level? Yeah. So, the.
1: And I need an ID for all of them.
0: You would need an ID for all, except maybe Bionic Artifice.
1: Oh, uh, well, let's, let's he, start with what he does. Because he's the
0: one that ID needs then. you, he needs to get his body parts back that people aren't paying for.
2: Um. Um, Wick's gonna stick her head out of the kitchen real quick. Hey, um, hey boss, yeah, um, Ralph had a little bit of a knife incident. Um, we might need to get that checked out. Are you guys okay?
0: And Gaska's like, Gaska Gask do doesn't it? have a care in the world, he's just like,
2: yeah. And then, I, I, what do you do? I mean, to send somebody, you know, dude, I can take care of it or
0: take care of Ralph? Yeah. Yeah, just make sure you no know the blood there's gets there's in the a food. a lot of blood.
2: <laughs> just,
0: just get him out the back and make sure he gets bound up.
2: Okay. Um, can you send Susan from up front to come back here and maybe help?
0: Yeah, and he starts shuffling waiters around for you. Um, and just
2: looks at, and she just puts her hand out to you two, like, Sorry, you look like you're busy. Don't know if I can help with anything. I'm going to go. If you guys need any help getting anything, let me know. I'm going to go. I don't want to do this. I'd rather help you two figuring out whatever you're doing, but I'm going to go. Yeah. All right. And I squeeze out of the way to let Susan get by. And then after letting you two know that I can help with something, turn and go back to. Help Ralph.
0: Yeah,
1: she she seems like she has connections.
0: Yeah, and Gaskin's like I don't know if she's got connections, but she does need to get off the, the station. So there could okay. be there could be something there to help you. Um, mm-hmm. Wick has access to all of this the the rings below five, and could be of use. His ID will not get you onto that station though. If you enter an elevator and it picks you up, like her. it, at w- uh, her. If, uh, if you get into the elevator and it picks up, like, Peg's ID, it won't go down.
1: Okay, so it sounds like I need to get this fake then. And I don't want to have a permanent place here because I want to get off planet or off um, the station to go to Toral. Because um, in my mind, my goal is to – I'm dabbling more into anthropology and I want to learn – about that, but I also want to learn what's happening down there for, cause that's where my ancestry is from. Um, so let's do this fake ID thing, even though I don't super love it. So I can make money to get off.
0: Yeah. And, uh, he's just like, okay, why don't you, why don't you finish up here, come back at night, uh, and I'll have wick bring you over. Cause wick is more familiar with the ring. Um, and you'll okay. have to go to the bionic office after hours. So he's not going to do this in front of customers. Thank you. Mm-hmm. And he just kind of swims away and goes to another table because he's already spent way too much time with you.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> 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 um, I guess I finish up and I try to kind of get Wick's attention, like me eyes. I don't know if there's some kind of window. You probably can't really see back there. So I'm going to no, walk towards the, the door a little bit. Which is...
0: So like I The door of the kitchen?
1: Daring for me. Yeah. Yeah, it's and as, like as you, you walk it. up,
0: the door swings open and someone rushes out with plates almost bumping into you and then like kind of half turning around you to get to the table.
1: <laughs> is that Wick? It's no, just no.
0: Like it's just... There's, this door is constantly rotating with okay. food coming out.
1: I'm just going to looks come. up
2: at the commotion of the plates jingling, and just looks over the counter on her tippy toes, sees you looking in, just shakes her head, and just ducks back down.
1: <laughs> okay, and I kind of do one of these, like, I'll meet you later. And I'm going to... You can see gonna...
2: a thumbs up come over the counter.
1: I'm going to leave.
2: Um,
0: yeah, and as you leave... Yeah,
2: you see Susan mopping blood in the front of the kitchen. <laughs> you're right.
0: You're right. And uh, as you like get out of the restaurant, you can go and just kind of just spend your day looking around the Sixth Ring. Right? Um,
1: I want to go lay in some grass for about five minutes to get my composure back. I mean, together you, you could like, lay in grass for hours
0: if you wanted. It, right? It's only yeah. one o'clock. You're probably not going to meet up with him until like ten.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, as it's you. It's my zen place. Go ahead. <laughs> as,
0: as you leave, Gaskin just explains to Wick that he might have found a way to get you off planet, and that you're gonna you're gonna meet up with Peg after work to see if you can get work. What does she need? She just needs to get off planet too. She has no money. They're either gonna kick I mean, her off, you or can't, she... can't.
2: You can't get off ring without money, and you can't make money on the ring.
0: Oh, there's there's two ways to get off ring. One, get a ship. Right. Two other one's not as fun. Not pay your rent.
2: (laughs) Yeah. But we don't want to do the second one. Right.
0: So you're gonna help her. You're gonna both get off off the station. Um you've been a good help here, but I know I know you need to get off, so we're gonna help you get out.
2: I mean, I appreciate that, but we don't thank you. Yep. Thanks. And she hangs the apron on the hook and goes and sits on the bench behind the restaurant and just waits
0: cool so because there's like some intermittent time um is there anything either of you want to do between like you know two o'clock and ten o'clock
2: uh, i'm just working you gotta pay rent when you're on the ring
0: oh yeah
1: i think i'm prepaid and i have negative ten dollars <laughs> credit
0: yeah he's just gonna waive uh, that though we'll just bring it to zero we'll just was like yeah, yeah don't worry
1: okay um I'm going to take a stroll. Let's see what else is over here. Because I think I would people watch. Like, I'm one of those creeps who would just sit on a park bench in front of Old Toral or someplace and see how they interact with it. Because that's what I'm curious to know. Like, I know that it's um, commercialized, Mm -hmm. but this is still my first time ever being on a space station and, like, Really being off of my own planet and still trying to get oriented. Sure,
0: that makes no um, sense. I mean, so as as you're walking know. around, um, there's like a lot of things that like could stand out, right? Uh, the Statue of the is the most ornate thing on the station, as far as anyone knows. Um, over where you were before, like there's the Old Toral. If you keep walking over towards nine that's the planetary identification office and it's where you can kind of get your, your passports and visas and things like that. Um, you see like a little number 10 is like a little arcade. Uh, 11 is a tavern, but it's like kind of rough. Uh, there's a whole bunch of stuff here. There's restaurants, more restaurants, there's clothing stores, there's places that sell, um, jewelry sell weapons sell fake body parts sell ships uh there's a little somewhere that you could potentially go because you're broke is uh the sixth building 16th building over here is called the pod motel and it's just beds it's like really small one night rent type places um
1: Um, I want to stand in front of the statue. I'm sure there's going to be people around there. Oh, yeah. Um, I want to learn more about it. So if there's, like, I imagine there's somebody sitting, like, is it, like, a fountain kind of thing?
0: No. So um, Lathander is a the god of new beginnings. Okay. So it's a statue of this man um, decked out in, like, a small cape billowing uh sleeves these giant boots uh and there's like little plaques that just have like information about who he is some of his titles like the morning lord or commander of creativity or the inspirations dawn um yeah there's just like different information you see like a little sun um kind of symbol being one of his holy symbols
1: okay
0: and the people walking around like most of them just know it, right? It's just it's one of the staples. Like people who think about Lithander's ring know that there's a statue to Lethander. Um, you might know that, like, centuries ago, a statue like this would be worshipped because mm-hmm. it's a symbol okay. for Lethander. It no longer is. It's just kind of like a in remembrance. Um,
1: is there an end date to the like? Is there, are there some years on it? No.
0: No, <laughs> okay. it's, not, it's not like Lithander died. Um, yeah. Just it's just, yeah, it's kind of like, uh, like how some churches become um, tourist attractions rather than places of worship. Like this would just be like more of like a tourist attraction at this point.
1: Okay. Um, I guess that's it. Like on my long stroll, I would have come. I'm going to meet them around the back this time of the restaurant
0: yeah that makes sense um so we'll grab you
1: are there windows does it look dark to us or is so all
0: all light is artificial other than the the minor glow that might come off of Mm toral but yeah at 10 o'clock all the artificial lights are dimmed to like kind of fake day and night
1: Yeah, because otherwise it would just be like eight minute day, night, day, night on a space station. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Um, This Truman Show light. Um, I'm going to not be too far. Let's see. So this is seven. What's Mm -hmm. over here on the edge? Are those like hotels? These things? Yeah.
0: Yeah, so on the outside edges of both are kind of the apartments that you live in. So there's some diplomats, there's other travelers, there's traders, people who are coming just to do business for a couple of days. And you, you've got one that was a little bit longer. It was a full month. Um,
1: I'm leaning I'm gonna lean against a tree and take out my tablet and start to jot down some notes of just what I'm learning about Lathander and the um, like the police people from before. The Covenant. In, yeah, the Covenant. Some things that I'm learning until I see Wick come out.
2: You don't see Wick come out. Okay.
1: <laughs> I'm, I'm going to be standing here for a no, while. No, she's
2: already, she was sitting on the bench.
1: Oh, halfway. you're right.
2: But if you had come the other way, you might not have seen her. So, um, Wick's just going to walk up and try to lean over and look at the tablet. So, uh, how's your day?
1: Oh, hello. Um, she probably extends her not eventful as yours (laughs) i'll stick my paw out to shake it
2: sorry sorry about earlier it's been a long day i was late to this guy almost cut his hand off it was a lot sorry about
1: that do you see blood every day um like i won't say we
2: see blood every day but there's a different chef probably once a week
1: wow yeah. Gaska's not able to hold them, huh?
2: Gaska is not always easy to work for. We'll just put it that way. And we're wow. like the only place that serves real food, so it's always busy.
1: It's high pressure.
2: So, sorry again, sorry about earlier. I'm Wick. Nice to meet you officially.
1: Hi. Oh, my gosh. I'm Peg. Do you need a minute or are you? No, it's fine. It's
2: just another, just another day at work you know i'm off now, so it's fine <laughs> usually i just hit right back down to the fourth ring so but Gaskin said you needed help
1: yes something that would be huge for me um i'm yeah i need to find a job basically um and Do you so have an id yet um no i think well only for this floor so if you could help me out with how I could get to lower floors so I could work down there that would be huge for me. Uh, do you
2: want to go to the lower floors? It's yeah. not always I don't know how today went for you but it's not always sunshine and rainbows on the other floors either.
1: Yeah, I can't say I was looking forward to it. Honestly, Gasket didn't even tell me that was going to be a part of this. Uh I'm <laughs> But Oh, do you do you know Gaska? Yeah, he's he's actually the reason why I was able to come to this station. Um, so I've I've never actually lived on a station before. I'm from a water planet. So Carb break? Yes. And she just exactly. points back at
2: that one. Exactly. <laughs> how how close is this place to your home?
1: It was. It took a while to get here. Um, Did
2: we nail but- the? Did we nail the vibe and the atmosphere? No. No? (laughs) No. Oh. No. Sorry. I've never really been off the ring much, so I don't really...
1: I guess that would be kind of difficult. Like, I guess imagine a picture of a tree versus an actual tree. But there aren't... Are there even trees here?
0: Yeah. In the garden, there's, like, trees. It's not like a forest, right? It's like a,
1: a park. Okay. Like, I know it must be really difficult for Gaska, too. 'Cause on our home planet, like the entire planet is water. He's used to being there. Now he's stuck in those tanks. But you gotta do what you have to do to make money. Yeah. Um, that's why I'm here. But um yeah, so I guess let's what do we do? We need to find an elevator? Or do you So you <laughs> who do need- you know? <laughs>
2: and she kinda glares at her who
1: Never mind. <laughs> Who do you know? I'm new at this. I don't really. Uh, um, I need. First, I need first a. First
2: rule. Uh, don't ask questions like that. That'll be the first rule.
1: Okay. Fewer words. No, just I... don't.
2: <laughs> Who do you know is not a great leading question. <laughs> um, Got it. Okay. There's um. There's that body thief. He can help you get an ID. But he's probably going to ask you something shady. Um, we could say you were my roommate. That would help. Second apartment. Um, I might know some other people, but I do not want to talk to them. One of those first two would probably be your best bet. Okay.
1: roommate so
2: I, get, I could go down to third third ring fourth ring the second hand artificer
0: no so the second hand is on the sixth ring he's he's on this floor oh i'm sorry i
2: thought we were on the no what
0: what he sells is totally legit like people want these like cyborg pieces what isn't so legit is the way he repossesses them okay like if someone doesn't pay or someone buys it with like fake stuff like he's gonna get it back no matter what she's still
2: she would know his reputation so she oh yeah She looks down on him as the
0: The body thief. Like,
2: <laughs> yeah, Mike, let's just everything here is fake. And it's not fake. Those trees are real, like you said. Yeah. But they were put here from a scientist on the fifth ring. Those trees didn't come from a planet. They've never seen real oxygen. Oxi- you know, everything here is fake. Everyone has an agenda. Everyone is hiding something. That guy is a body thief. He will probably ask you to steal a handbag from someone who couldn't give him five credits. But if we're willing to play the game, he can get you that ID. We can at least see what he says. We can say no, at least for a little while, if it goes too far. He is still in the sixth ring and he's got to keep that appearance up. And you being off world or he's not going to push you too far. It's worth a shot or before a we try far. the other thing.
1: Huh? Okay. Whatever is the least shady. It appears that this is
2: If you want it not shady, Lethander's ring was not the best place I know, to come
1: right? To. I was I am disillusioned. Okay. Uh it sounds like I have to do this, so <laughs> I'm going to I'm coming with you.
2: All right, let's try it. She pulls her hood up again and just starts walking slowly trying to avoid any major crowds or groups of people again.
0: So, yeah, as you guys make your way through, um, you're going to go from 17 to 20, which is the Bionic Artifice.
2: Wow, Oops. we got really tall. Boop,
0: boop. Um, <laughs> So next to the Bionic Artifice, just so I can give you some sense of where you are, uh, 20 <coughs> is Bionic Artifice. 21 is the Bionic Creature Emporium. It's like a zoo of, of fake animals. And then 22 is advanced bio suits. So things like what you would need to survive out in space. Um, this whole row mm. are kind of connected in the fact that they're they're all to enhance or to replicate things that were real. Okay. It's uh, like
1: an amusement park. Yeah. <laughs> <A> really <laughs> creepy one.
0: So as you guys walk up to uh, the bionic artifice all doors on on the ring on the station open automatically if they're unlocked um but because all these shops are closed you walk up and the door doesn't open
2: okay i'm gonna try to knock on
0: it yeah um, and as you knock you hear just like rustling and like metal clanking around and um from below like I guess for you, it would be almost eye height, maybe a little shorter. A little slit opens in the door, and you just see um, two goblin eyes looking through. And it's, it's an older man, real wrinkly. And he's like, what do you need?
2: Uh, did Gaska tell you we were coming? No. What, who are you? I'm Wick. You put this voice box in. Oh. Come on. Oh. I know it's night, but you can't.
0: you not remembering. Okay, anyway. Yeah, no, whatever. What, what do you this guys is, need?
2: This is Peg. We need an ID. Gaska said you'd help.
0: Yeah. And uh, immediately the little eye thing uh, shuts and um, you hear like click, click, click. And then the the full door opens and behind it, you see um, this just worn out uh, gnome and he's got like giant glasses on with like different um, prescription levels. They kind of like flip in his like, you can see mechanical body parts in him. Like one of his eyes has been replaced and you see it's like a mechanical eye.
2: Do we know his name? Did Gaska say it earlier? Uh,
0: no, but you would, I guess, know him. He doesn't, he doesn't remember you at all. Cause sure. this is just something he does. Um, but you would know his name is Okay. How
2: do you spell Dancer?
0: Uh, Z A N S E R. Okay. So yeah. And, He's kind of got, like, clicks, and he's extremely eccentric. Um, But as you, like, walk in, you just see, like, fake arms, rows. And then, like, on the counter, you'll see, like, an eye in this, like, holder being crafted and made. And it's just, like, all different little body parts.
1: Is it bionic or fleshy?
0: So it's, like, a mixture, right? Like, some of them (laughs) are made to replicate Real like real looking limbs so you'll see even like in the back corner you might even see a tabaxi arm that looks like a real tabaxi right because he's not just making human body parts he's not making known body parts it's like everything okay Um,
1: he's like a a little friendly like he looks like he's helping people
0: and yeah and i think a lot of people would say he is like um, wick's voice box was great wick paid off her debt and everything worked out great. Um, some other people, though, like if you were to talk around, there'd be like other rumors of things he's done that could be seen as cruel. He would say it's business.
2: Mm-hmm. Wick turns around to Peg real quick, and just makes eye contact and tries to whisper, don't mention money. Don't talk about it. And then she turns back to Zander. How's business been?
0: Yeah, and you see him just kind of like, like kind of bring you forward and there's a room behind the counter and he just walks into there. Yeah. Um, And I'm not going to say like, he's not talkative, but he's definitely um, maybe not used to talking to people. Right. He surrounds himself with fake things. He's, he doesn't leave like the shop very often. Um, And in the back room, if you guys follow him, there's like a desk where he's working and you can see like a computer and other, you know, just more storage things. There's also, raw materials like gems and metals that he uses to like craft in the front space.
2: Um, I turn back to Peg and say, can I see the temporary ID you have?
1: Mm-hmm. I pull it out in my uh, bag.
2: And then I head back into Xander's office and said in front of him, Like, we need a real ID so she can get to the lower four rings.
0: Yeah. And as he kind of like gets himself up onto the chair, because it's the, his furniture wasn't made for a gnome. As he turns around, you see that one of his eyes are fake and it glows blue and green and kind of uh, changes over time. His left arm is completely replaced and squeaks as it moves. Uh, his teeth, as he talks, you can see all his teeth are now metal. And then he's surrounded by all these other just body parts. So, like, it's kind of like the cobbler. His kids have mm-hmm. no shoes, yeah. right? Like, he's, he's building stuff for other people and too busy to replace his stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and he, he grabs with his, his metal arm, the ID from you and then slips it into a slot on his computer.
2: And then, uh, just asks like, what do you guys need? Just access to the lower four.
0: Yeah. And he starts tapping on his computer and he's like, she's only been here a month and text type types. And all you see is like data on this sheet and like, he's pulling information about you like things that Wick wouldn't know, things that you might not even know the the station has. Super. Yeah, and uh, he's like, all right, all right, right. And the the screen goes black. He's like, you're going to need to pay for it, though.
2: Yeah, we can talk about that, Zanzer, buddy, pal, friend of mine. How much much would that be? Or we can make a trade. Is there a job you need done?
0: Yeah, I would probably be... It's probably going to be like 500 to 1,000 credits.
2: Zanzi, you know. Yeah. Uh, what, about a, what about a trade? To the lower four, you know no one wants to go down there. If I was asking for the higher rings, maybe, this is maybe no, 200. and he goes,
0: I know you want to get there. You wouldn't be asking if you didn't need it, and the higher rings would be much, much more expensive. Okay.
2: What about a job? I right. know you're looking for work.
0: Yeah. And he turns his computer back on and starts bringing up past orders. And as they're flipping through, one pops out red
2: okay. and he,
0: he opens that up and he's like, all right. all right, I got, I got a guy here who hasn't paid. He's got an arm. I need it back. He lives on the fourth ring. It's been three months that he hasn't paid his, his uh, fees.
2: do i recognize him the picture that pops up
0: no it just looks like another guy but when you guys start talking about that a door behind zancer opens because there is a a second room and a like thug looking half orc um comes in and uh he's like oh i know that guy's ronag good luck Ronag is just the guy that's on the fourth floor. Um, he's the one who's got this bionic arm. He's also a half-orc. So the thug might know him, but the thug could also just be saying, like, half-orcs are tough. Like, mm-hmm. you're going to have a, a tough time trying to get this arm back.
2: So Wick just looks at him and then kind of shrug, nods at the hologram, like, do you know this guy? What's his deal?
0: You're talking to the the thug? Yeah.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: And he's like, yeah, I've been trying to get that arm back for a month. I don't think he's on... I don't think he's on the fourth ring anymore.
2: Oh, like he hasn't... You haven't found him and then just not gotten
0: it. Right. I haven't found him. Okay. There's rumors that Ronog made his way down to the first floor.
2: Why can't we track? Did he, like, lose his ID or boost it or something? Did he sneak down there?
0: We think he stole someone else's.
2: Oh, fun.
0: Yeah. We think he's on the first level. It's I'm not going down there.
2: So no family, no connections that you guys know of.
0: Nope. He Is lost he his he lost his arm. In, off
2: world or from the ring?
0: No, on the ring. He was he was working on the factory floor, and destroyed Oof. it. So he replaced it. He was supposed to pay us back. I guess he's not working. I guess he didn't want to go back to work, and now he's hiding.
2: And that's the only job you need right now, Zanzer, huh?
0: Yeah, he's slipping through. you can't find. He's like, would you rather get a liver for me? Hmm.
2: <laughs> I guess if it's from the governor, right? <laughs> she chuckles to herself and then turns to Peg. What do you we think?
1: Can, we can find him in return for well, a temporary I can, ID.
2: I can find him.
0: No, and as he's talking, he pops out your ID card and he kind of like tosses it to Peg. And he goes, you've accessed the first floor now. Give me the arm okay. and I'll give you the access to the rest.
1: Okay.
2: Are you sure? Are you okay with this? The first ring's not like this ring.
0: Yeah, and Wick might know. Like The fourth ring is rough. The first ring is like the slums. It, the first, So the first ring is built around the engine core. So it's really warm, but it's mostly water that was used to cool down the engine. So there's other sea people, kind of like Aska, living down there, but like people who couldn't quite get to even the fourth floor. Mm -hmm. In addition to that, there's um, the floor is all this metal grate, and people just built structures with scrap metal down there. Okay. So it's like a really weird, kind of scudsy ring floor.
1: And we just have to find him.
0: And get me at the arm back
1: point, get the arm back I see I see I see I'm at least gonna say okay right now yeah okay
2: let's go
0: right, and as as you walk out
2: I just kind of salute Sansa yeah and, just...
0: and Sansa's like remember you are already in my debt for that first level you no, don't no, come no. back you're gonna owe me
1: and he'll find us. Yeah, and as um, as you guys
0: leave, like the door, the door closes from the back room. As you go out through the front door, the door closes, and you hear it like all lock up again.
2: And I imagine that I try to bump into the orc, but I am much shorter than he is, so it's not the <laughs> <laughs> yeah. okay.
1: So we're out front now, um, like right. Yeah, yeah the door is and shut you, behind us.
0: Yeah, and either you can go home. And do this in the morning or you could go immediately to the elevator and just try to go find Ronak. Like, uh,
2: I look Wick just looks up a peg like how are how are you feeling? I think we should try to go now. The yeah. factories are closed down, most people are at home. If we go during the day, there's gonna be more people in the streets. If you're okay to go now, I think we
1: try I think now. we should because um
2: But like, look, do you have like and please don't take offense to this. Do you have less fancy clothes?
1: I'll you see will stick
2: out like a sore thumb if you go down dressed like you are right now.
1: Uh, so what are you thinking? Like, I've got another outfit I could like. What does nothing it that looks vodka? like
2: it. Nothing that looks like it costs more than ten credits.
1: I could dirty it up a little and make it look stolen.
2: Uh, if that's if you're okay with that i don't think that would hurt but okay and the other thing you need to stay close to me when we're down there
1: i'll see what i can do i'm gonna which building am i in eight we're let's
2: down here, over here to... for now
1: well oh. i seem I to have where forgotten you were where from. i live <laughs> you're s- you're standing. Yeah. um let's go over there beat me um by the Lathander statue in 20 minutes and I'm gonna run to my room and I have like a simple white outfit and like put some maybe like a hole in it or something (laughs) and come back out
0: okay so Peg is now wearing kind of fake dirty clothes probably clearly manufactured but trying um wick already sort of wearing clothes and you guys meet up at the elevator it's probably 10 30 11 o'clock now um so it's, it's fairly late for the station
2: okay when i look at it i'm like you sure last time last chance to get out
1: let's go
0: so
2: you, you I guys my collar up so you're gonna get in here it's gonna flash show you what to do and you're only gonna be able to hit the one floor that is if Zancer didn't mess something up.
0: Yeah, and you both okay. have to go in like individual capsules because it's not a multi-person thing. So I'll you go first. Oh there's so um all the elevators have like 12 different capsules that you can so you guys can both enter your own ones. Okay. Um you both slip your feet into the little loops, your IDs come up and in fact pegs yours has the sixth floor that you're currently on and the first floor lit up. And Wick Wick still has all of his or hers. So you guys all go straight back down. You go weightless, which I don't know if Peg really has experienced much weightlessness. Um, Yeah, weightless. And then you're shot all the way down to the first ring.
1: Did you say they were clear? No. Like the pneumatic tubes. No.
0: And you're in a shaft, a metal shaft that connects all of them. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, It like straightens out. You land on the first ring, and as you get out, the the most noticeable thing you can you guys get is it's just super loud down here. Um, The engine is roaring. People are screaming. There's a smoke that fills the room from all of the engine work and things that people are just doing down here. Like it's a lawless ring. Um, Beneath your feet, you are when you step out of the elevator. You're on a metal grate, and below you is water. And as you look down, you can just see like dozens of different sea creatures that go all the way down into like the depths of this engine bay. Um, and all around you are, um, metal structures, but they're not like built. It's like sheet metal that was just kind of like placed up against each other or different parts of, uh, ships that might have come in for repair and not been repaired, they might've brought down like panels from there. Um, and you just see like the fourth ring was kind of rough, like it is not uncommon here just to see people fighting in the streets. Um, when the station was founded, the goblinoid races of Toro sieged war against one of the station or the, like the liftoff areas and earned their way, like fought their way onto one of the stations. And they got, were given like property to stop the war and to like, a peace treaty. So a certain amount of goblins made it to the station, but when they got here, they were all put here. So there's a lot of goblins, a lot of humanoids, half-orcs, orcs, orcs, um, different sea elves, like all the races that didn't pretend, like really have much value towards the people who are running Lithaner's Ring, were like put here, and they've got a, you know, they've got pretty angry over the hundreds of years that they've been down here. Um, Most of them have had their access to sixth ring revoked because of breaking rules. Mm -hmm. So most of the people haven't left the first ring in either their entire life or many years. And I think that's where we're going to end our session. One is with you guys in the first ring, looking for Ronag with his uh, bionic arm. Okay. Thank you, Courtney. Thank you, Zach, for coming in and recording our first episode next week. We'll figure out how to introduce Dan and get him into your party. Um, Mm -hmm. I guess Courtney, where can we find you?
1: Courtney M. Leach on Instagram.
0: Zach
2: uh that zs wilkinson on instagram and twitter but i'm not on there as much
0: cool and i'm at noble folk design on instagram and twitter i just want to thank again all our patrons you can find information about that at patreon.com slash and designers pod and you can find us at DN designers pod on instagram and twitter um i don't think i've got anything else to share uh tell you your
1: go ahead oh feel free to message me i would love to like make some friends who listen to the show or tell me how it's going on your end when you start playing with us. Yeah.
2: And tell your friends about the show word of mouth mm-hmm. helps get more people into the show than anything else does.
0: And yeah, if you guys would like access to the document we're making for this episode, we've said it a couple of times in the past episodes, but uh, every Patreon at the $5 tier will get access to this document we're writing. So all the information that we've had today regarding the rings and the political standings and all that. Is being recorded. Um, we're kind of creating a document that I can reference and keep things consistent this time. We're not doing campaign <laughs> one anymore. <laughs> Where campaign one, I was like, what was their name? And then we'd all have to spend time guessing what the name was it all from us.
1: Yeah. Yeah, every
0: name started with N, all right. I'm I'm being careful about that this time. <laughs> all right, guys. We will see you in two weeks with episode two. Um be safe. Susan.
2: Susan's still cleaning up blood, by the way. Just yeah, so <laughs> just so much blood. Right.
0: Bye-bye. Bye. That's another episode of Dungeons & Designers. Intro music is by Mon Plaisir. Editing in an animation was done by me, your friendly DM, Will. Find this and more in the description.